We live in a culture that is all about appearances and beauty. What does it really look like when Christ steps into the picture? Welcome to the Loving Your Husband Before You Even Have One podcast. I'm Kim, and I'm here today in the studio with our guest host, Jenna, and we are going to be discussing important topics so that you can use your single years well and have a better marriage someday. Jenna is a single woman who has a heart for God and helping other women follow Him. And if her voice as a co-host sounds a little familiar, it's because she's been on the podcast before. She talked about contentment and it was amazing. You guys loved her episode. She knows what it's like to be single and I've invited her to come and co-host with me today. So Jenna, as a co-host, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me with this episode. Kim, hi. Thank you so much for letting me join. I'm so excited to be here today with you. Yes, because it's not just the two of us. We have a guest. Yes. And we're talking about beauty. Jenna, you're pretty close to our guest. Why don't you tell us a few things about her? We go way back to college. Allie was a freshman and I was a senior when we became friends. We were in the same sorority and we actually were at a winter conference um, and really learning how to grow in our faith as college students and got to be really close on our road trip home. And ever since then, she's just become one of my greatest friends. She's one of those people, you know, that you can just laugh with, but also cry in the same conversation. And so it's been fun, not only like growing in our faith, together and then getting to stand um, with her at her wedding and getting to love on her three little kiddos. So Allie and I, we have a lot of history. I love it. Well, Allie, welcome to the podcast. Jenna did a great job introducing you, but is there anything else that you'd like to add to help our listeners feel a little connected to you? Oh gosh. Well, thank you for having me. And I'm so excited to be here. And yes, you're right. Jen and I have known each other for a long time, long, long time. Um, let's see. Jenna so humbly did not mention that she taught me just about everything that I know spiritually from how to read the Bible and how to pray and how to share my faith and talk about it with others, how to lead a Bible study and so many other things. And another interesting fact is Jenna had such an impact on my life that I actually named my third kid after her. My third is a little boy named Parker and Jenna's last name is Parker. That's the sweetest. I love it. You know, I know our podcast is about relationships growing closer to God, developing yourself personally. And, but there is a common theme through most of our episodes, and that is about discipleship and the impact as we grow spiritually and as we turn to help other people grow spiritually. And there's just some beautiful stories interwoven into our topics. And so today is one of those. Mm -hmm. Our real big topic is not discipleship today. It's really about beauty. So let's define what it means when we say beauty. I mean, what does that encompass? So when I share a little bit about my story, when I talk about beauty, I'm going to be referring a lot to like fashion and body image. But when I say that we're talking about beauty here, we're talking about a much wider scope of beauty. So yes, fashion and yes, beauty. 
um, and like body image, but also hair and makeup and skincare and anything that you would consider under the umbrella of beauty. But that's probably where mine are going to like focus in on a little bit is just fashion and body image. Okay. Well, Allie, um, I know your story from knowing you for so long, but will you just share a little bit about what that journey of pursuing beauty and pursuing Christ has looked like for you over the years? Yeah, definitely. So just so y'all know my story a little bit better, when I came to college, I would say I was spiritually interested, but I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus yet. I actually made that decision to follow Christ at the Winter Conference that Jenna was talking about earlier. Um, So right now I'm speaking of anything before that decision to follow Christ. Um, All of these examples are high school alley. So just to preface that, and I would say that like most girls, I'm a product of my generation, my environment, my influences. So for me, that was what I saw in movies, on TV and magazines, what I saw in school and so on. And I felt the normal tug to dress like everyone else, to look like everyone else. But on top of that, I actually just genuinely loved fashion. I loved following the trends. I loved trying and being one of the first ones to try a new trend. One of my first jobs was actually working at a clothing store in the mall and I mean, to this day, Oak Park Mall is still one of my like very happy places when I walk and I just feel at home. Um, And I even went to K-State so I could major in the apparel, textiles, and marketing major, aka like the business side of fashion. So I loved it, no doubt. But in high school, I started, I could tell that it started to get unhealthy. Um, And in the moment, I couldn't see it, but in hindsight, it was crystal clear. There's definitely some very super unhealthy things happening. Well, Allie, you say things got a little unhealthy. Could you expound a little bit on that? I mean, what exactly did that look like, this unhealthy stuff? Okay, so here's a few examples of how it started to feel unhealthy for me when I look back. Um, I call them the had-tos. Like, it wasn't enough to feel like I had one of the cutest outfits for a certain after party. I had to be or had to have the cutest outfit for every after party. And it wasn't enough to look cute most days of school. Um, I had to be totally done up for school. And even my low-key days, I'd put a lot of thought into. And I feel like this got worse, especially once I feel like people started to recognize me or know me for that. So not only was I putting pressure on myself, but now I felt like I was keeping up appearances too. And even to add on to my list of had tos, I had to have the cutest outfit. I had to be done up for school. I had to have the name brands, not the knockoffs. I had to get the new trendy shoe before anyone else. And I had to be one of the first ones to wear it. I had to feel like I was one of the the most trendy girls in this circle of girls. And it felt like if someone else was like climbing the trendy ladder faster than me, I would feel threatened and instantly start thinking about like, what do I need to buy? Um, to kind of like get back on top of like the trendy, climbing the trendy ladder, if you will. I had to look a certain way or maintain a certain weight. And unfortunately, all that comparing and competing eventually manifested itself into an eating disorder, which if any of you have had, it's all consuming mentally and it's terrible. And it was hard to not view like the other cute trendy girls a threat when I'm like, if you find someone who has similar interests, they should be your best friends. But instead, yeah, it just felt like someone that I internally had to compete with. And I was only super happy when I felt like I was on top or winning the fashion game. And lastly, I feel like it got to a point where like if my outfit didn't look just right. It completely affected my mood, which is silly, my mood and my attitude. It was like I couldn't even go to this event and be myself and act normal because I didn't feel secure or confident enough because it felt like it all depended on my outward appearance. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing and being transparent. You know, I 
I don't think I've ever been on the top of the fashion game. <laughs> I, I can't relate. Now, you, okay. You are trendy. <laughs> okay. I I did, I was the first one in my little school to wear a mini skirt back in the day. Oh. And I was, it was, yeah, I <laughs> caused a ruckus. <laughs> but um, I love that. But that's been about it. But yeah, so I appreciate you sharing because I know there are some, young women out there who, who are caught in that, you know, it's, it's easy to do because again, our culture is so focused on appearances. Yeah. Um, Jenna, have you ever struggled with this? Yeah, Allie, I could relate a lot with what you're talking about. And mine was really focused on, um, others validation and what people thought of me based on what I looked like. And if somebody complimented me and complimented my hair or my outfit, then I felt like on top of the world, felt so good about myself. But then if people didn't say anything, I honestly remember leaving different situations, just feeling really crushed and even just started overthinking and even obsessing about, okay, what do I need to do different? And what do I need to buy different or do with my hair, my makeup or my outfit? Because I think I was just really thinking, okay, if I get the outfit, the look, the type of hair, then others will notice and others will compliment and then I will matter and I'll actually feel beautiful. So I feel like I could relate with a lot of what you were sharing. 100% for sure. I even feel like I need to put the asterisk because I'm on the episode for beauty, but I do not claim to be like the trendiest person I know. Like it's the people I <laughs> hey, work hey. with. I feel I feel age appropriate trendy. That's that's what okay. I feel like. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think all of us would vote. Hey, if you need to if you have a fashion question, ask Allie. <laughs> for sure. I've been calling her and texting her for years. Yeah. <laughs> Getting <There>. this advice. <laughs> well, guys, what is the problem? with finding our identity in what we wear in beauty and in fashion? I mean, what what's the issue really? So, I mean, this might even sound too simple, but I would say the problem with finding your identity in beauty or fashion is that fashion and beauty and trends are always changing and it's a moving target that will never stop. And to keep up with the changing trends costs money and time and effort and so much mental space. And beauty looks different on different people and it's impossible for one person to embody every type of beauty. And even though beauty and fashion aren't bad, they were never meant to be our true source of life. So again, that might be a simple answer, but. You know, it's hard. I mean, I just got my hair colored today and I'm feeling on the top of my game. Mm-hmm. But, Looks you know, great. thanks. Thanks. But I, I think I recognize though that my new hair color is not the true source of life. That I could be happy without the hair color, but it is, it is fun, you know? And so I'm glad we're talking about it today because there Mm -hmm. are lots of things under fashion and beauty. And I really like that you've mentioned that it's not the true source of life for us. Yeah, that is so true. Okay, Allie, I know you said pursuing beauty started to look different for you um, in college and even as you started pursuing your faith. So will you share a little bit more of what that looked like for you? Yeah, sure. Definitely. So I went to college. I joined a sorority. I went to winter conference and made the decision to follow Christ, to make Jesus the center of my life. And so this area started to look different. Well, Ali, like what, in what ways did it start looking different? Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. When I came to Christ, guess what? 
I still loved fashion. I still love dressing trendy. However, it did feel like I had a new lens to see everything. And as I read the Bible and learned about God and what he had to say about these topics, it slowly started to shape the way that I thought about beauty and fashion too. Mm. Allie, that's good. Could you share just what were some of those new lenses and even different things that you read in the Bible that helped you to reframe and just look at beauty in a whole new way? Yeah. So, I mean, there is multiple verses, but I mean, I thought of three to maybe share with y'all. Um, the first one is first Peter three, three through four. It says your beauty should not come from outward adornments, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And I put two things I like about this one. One is that real beauty is actually nothing I can put on. Rather, it's inner beauty that's unfading and of great worth in God's sight. And the second thing is just that, you know, I don't think this verse is saying that I have to get rid of like all my nice things or that I shouldn't care, but that my identity and my beauty should come from my relationship with God and the character that he's building in me. So sweet. You know, we just had an episode go live and it was on... Cassidy and Preston's relationship for Valentine's Day. And it is so good. And he talked a lot about the value of inner beauty. And anyway, it just, I, I love that you mentioned this verse because it's not that outer beauty is wrong. It's just, it's not where our true focus should be. And that there are young men out there who are really looking for the internal beauty. Sometimes we think they're not out there, but there are. Yeah. And Ali, I agree. I think just even when you're talking about the true beauty coming from the inside, the gentle and quiet spirit, someone who's unanxious, calm, just has an attitude that trusts in God. I know I'm really like drawn to people like that. It just really makes me want to be close to them because there's something captivating in them. That's more than just what they look like on the outside. So, okay. Were there a couple, were there a couple other verses or passages you wanted to share with us? Yes. Two. So another one is first Samuel 16, seven. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height for I've rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. I mean, there are so many things I like about this one, but I mean, a quick thought is just that people care about outward appearance, but God cares about my heart and he cares what my heart condition is. He cares about my ability to love people well and not just if I look awesome or frumpy. He cares if my heart is content and easily able to lift others up and celebrate their beauty, you know, or on the flip side, do I feel threatened and jealous and competitive about other people's beauty? Because that's a heart condition too. And suddenly, you know, when I learned about this verse, beauty beauty became more of, I said it, but like a heart condition and not just the physical appearance, you know, um, not just do I look awesome, but how does my heart look to God? I love that. Again, boy, I just, I love that verse that God, people look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. I mean, that's just so sweet. Is there another verse, Allie? Yeah. So the last verse that I wanted to share was Second Corinthians four sixteen. It says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And what I like about this verse is the fact that 
beauty is physical beauty is a fading thing, but character wins. And as I learn and grow spiritually and renew myself in God's word daily, I can actually become more beautiful as I age. And that's a major win. Yes. Amen. Thanks. <laughs> fade. <laughs> Thanks. Fade. <laughs> Too quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny. You get my age and I'll, I'm looking 60 in the headlights kind of, but you know, it's amazing the different extremes women will go to, to really hold on to beauty. And then if you look at character, it's something that you can always grow in. You know, I'll, I'll never be able to really change my body shape or do certain things, but, but character allows me to grow. And, and I think that's, what's really attractive, you know, to Sean and, um, that's what he tells me. And so I'm grateful for that. And it really is. I'm like, those are the people that you were naturally drawn drawn to, just like Jenna was talking about. Those are the people that you naturally find yourself just wanting to be around. Mm -hmm. They're the refreshing people that you want to spend time with. I was just going to say, with all these verses, kind of like I said before, um, after deciding to follow Jesus, I still loved fashion. I still like dressing cute, but it was almost like I really did have a new perspective, a new lens, if you will, to see fashion and beauty from. And my identity didn't depend on the rocky soil of, you know, constantly changing trends and negative body image, but on God's solid truth of who Christ says I am and where he says my real beauty comes from. And it wasn't a quick transition. It was, you know, something that God taught me just bit by bit over years. So it feels really concise and clean right now, but it took a while to to find this lens, if you will. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like it's encouraging knowing, okay, it wasn't just this flip of the switch, but it really has been this like process for you of growing and looking at, okay, what does the Bible have to say about this? What does God really care about? And how do I look at beauty in that way? So to me, you're a beauty fashion expert, Allie, you know that, you know, I think about that. And so will you just share just some of your best tips, your best advice on beauty? I can try to. And again, I am not claiming to be, I feel age appropriate trendy. I don't feel like top of the, like I know everything that's going on right now, but age appropriate trendy. Um, okay. Here are a few thoughts. Um, I would just say that confidence is always the best look on you. So whatever that means for you, if you like something, I say wear it. I feel like being confident is being secure is a word I think about being secure in who you are and, you know, how you rock it and yet equally able to lift others up and admire their beauty without feeling threatened. Um, and again, uh, we find that kind of confidence and security just from a relationship with Jesus. That's where it starts. So I would say confidence is one thing. And then maybe another thing is just if you feel like fashion or beauty is something that's controlling you or is too has too tight of a grip on your heart, I maybe have a few challenges for you. Um, one, if it's fashion, I would just challenge you to maybe let someone borrow something that you have that's like new with tags. I still remember the first time that I let someone borrow something that was new with tags and it was just so good for my heart to, you know, let it, let it go, you know, and come back in whatever condition. But yeah, it was just really good for me. Um, and the second one is maybe if it's like beauty or hair or skincare, maybe there's someone that you feel threatened by or competitive with. I would just say, like if you're both known for having great hair, give that girl a genuine compliment about the thing that you feel insecure about. And I just feel like those two things were practices that were so good at getting my heart back in a good place. 
mm-hmm. of kind of letting go. What am I trying? What am I finding my identity in? Is it God in my relationship with Him, or is it, you know, whatever I'm holding on to? The perfect outfit, the perfect hair. You know, it helped me let go mm-hmm. of that thing. You know, one thing you talked about, Allie, was just wearing things that make you feel confident. What role do you think modesty plays? You know, as a young woman following Christ, I, um, before then, you know, I, I felt pretty confident in some, <laughs> in some clothes that maybe I wouldn't wear now. So anyway, any thoughts on modesty? Oh my goodness. Kim, that is a hundred percent like a totally nether talk Yeah, because there's so many things you could cover. Um, yeah, modesty was another huge area of my life that I think that God changed bit by bit over time as I learned more about him in my relationship with him. But I think, I mean, quickly, if I were to touch on it, I feel like one of the biggest things for modesty for me was just, you know, who am I dressing for? Whose attention was I trying to get by dressing this way? Oh, that's good. And I, mm-hmm. I do want to drop a hint that we do have an episode coming up this spring on modesty. And oh, uh, I think we'll be able to delve into that a little bit more. But I just wanted to kind of sprinkle it in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is a huge no. part of it for sure. Agreed. Okay, Ali, you were saying earlier um, just the importance of our inner beauty and our character. So any practical tips on how to grow in our inner beauty? I mean, for everyone listening to the podcast, I think that, again, I just feel like this sounds like very simple advice, but it's true that I would just say, you know, by trying to spend time reading your Bible and learning about what God says true beauty is. Because for me, you know, really the more that I learned about God and his character, it makes me want to be more like him in every area of my life. And I think the more that we're trying to make our life and interests look like Jesus, I mean, that's where true beauty comes from. So again, it might sound pretty simple, but I think just daily trying to read your Bible and spending time with him. Allie, that's awesome. I feel like that's been huge for me also, just reading the Bible daily and just really wanting to give um, attention and even just care about even Christ-like character. Um, just like I take time every day to get ready um, for the day. And even just recently, I was reading in First Corinthians, which just talks a whole long list of different ways that we can love each other. And as I was reading that, I picked out a couple areas that I wanted to focus on that day of, okay, how can I actually love people today? So, okay, I want to be patient. I want to be selfless, be forgiving, um, and be someone who doesn't keep a record of wrongs. So challenging, but just some, an area that I wanted to focus on with growing in my inner beauty. You know, one thing that just popped in my mind, you know, I know we grow a lot being in God's word and experiencing God's priorities ourselves, but I really grow a lot being around women who are trying to live that out. I mean, it's like even mm-hmm. being around you guys, it's just kind of, I think seeing it lived out in modern day culture, it's like, that that's been really helpful to me, you know, like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, watching girls and women look their best, but walking that fine line of what does it mean to, you know, pursue Christ and try to present the best version of yourself at the same time. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I appreciate my friendships, you know, where we can yeah. just kind of spur each other on. 
Okay, Allie, it's interesting because my Bible study here in Kansas, we've actually been talking about beauty and just wondering, okay, what is the line? Like, where is the line on my nails and my hair care and clothing and beauty products and all in between? Do you have any thoughts on how far is too far? How much is too much? Jenna, that's a good question. I definitely don't have maybe like the perfect answer, but I can give you a few thoughts that I feel like I've maybe guided how I know if too much is too much. Um, something that I think of is like, I mean, are you, you know, breaking the budget to get to get the thing that you feel like you have to have? So part of me was even thinking, I'm like, if you're a single girl, it could be good to do something like meeting up with another single godly girl that you respect and maybe making a budget, if you will, of like, what is a realistic amount of money to spend on beauty? And maybe you're like, I can't, you know, it's okay if you're like, she doesn't get skincare. So I need to ask like the skincare girl, you know, but like realistically in a day-to-day budget, like what is a, so I don't, you know, I have some sort of limit to know that I can pay my bills, I can have food to eat, and I'm not spending half of my take-home money on skincare or whatever your thing is. But I do think there's probably, you know, there's something about something about a budget. I even know for me, I have a certain amount of like an alley budget every month. And so even all the things that I get have to fit somewhere in, like if it doesn't make my cap, you know, if I, if I can fit it into my budget, then I can get it and that's okay. And there might be special occasions where I save up my own money over time to get like my big purchase, but you know, month to month I have a budget for what it is. So I think if I'm like pining over something and it's eating away at me. So I feel like if, if it's affecting me too much mentally and if I'm willing to like, you know, bend some crazy whatever's rules to to find the money to get it, that could be a good indication for me of like, I think this is too much. Like it's controlling my actions, my heart, my money. So I don't know. What do y'all think? Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I know I kind of have my little spending money and uh, sometimes I'll cut back on some products because I'm like, I don't care. You know, I, I could do generic makeup, drugstore is fine, but I might spend a little more on my hair. You know, I just, you know, everybody's got their thing and, you know, I have to spend a little bit more on specialty clothes because I don't wear the same size as everybody else. I'm tall, you know, and so, you know, you just, you kind of have to make it work for you. But being married is really interesting because guys don't realize how much all this stuff costs. And Sean, I've had some interesting conversations about, <laughs> you know, they just, they don't realize how this, they want us to look nice, of course, but uh, it's like, well, you know, that's, it costs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that's been interesting, but I think um, I just would agree with you. I mean, it seems like you mentioned your time, money, and just the mental energy that you have to use to, to do that. And I think, you know, as, as we walk with God, it happens slowly that we kind of get in, um, a rhythm and we get around other godly women and get their advice. You know, it's not like a switch, like you said, Jenna, where we just all of a sudden, Oh, that's a wrong decision or that's a right decision. It's uh, it comes with time and figuring kind of things out. And I do, do even to add on one more little bit, is there something about like how much I think when it becomes like an obsessive thought kind of thing? Because even mm-hmm. as a you know even as someone who's following Jesus, it's easy to get maybe like stuck on something and just fall back into the you know 
a lie that this will make me happy or this will make them like me, you know, that kind of stuff. Because I, I think there have been other times where I'm like, I just need, if I just had the trendy gene, you know, then I would feel like I fit in, you know, that kind of thing. Where It's good for me to be like, whoa, whoa, you know, or just when it becomes an obsessive thought, that's like a, a little red flag for me kind of thing. One thing that I was reading this morning was in Matthew 6, the end of the chapter with a friend of mine. And the chapter is talking about um, how this person is just worrying, okay, what am I going to wear? And what am I going to look like? And what about my food and all these things? And basically at the end of that, Jesus is saying, hey, don't worry about those things. What I want you to do is prioritize me and seek me first and the things of me first. And I promise I'm going to take care of you in that area. So I kind of am wondering with this, how much is too much in the line is another way I think about it is, okay, what am I prioritizing? What am I putting my greatest effort towards? Is it pursuing my faith or am I putting greater energy towards what do I look like in my hair and my beauty and my clothes and all those things. So that was another passage Ooh, and good. verse in the that's, Bible that was helpful. Yeah, that's totally on track with what we're discussing today. So thank you for mm-hmm. sharing that, Jenna. And Jenna, the I mean Matthew six thirty three one fun fact. It was the first Bible verse I ever memorized, and I just mm-hmm. feel like it's such a good catch all. Like exactly what you were saying. If I if I can put God first in everything, do I believe? Because it's a promise that He'll take care of everything else, including mm-hmm. this, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to throw this in there too. You know, we're a podcast to help young women make decisions, you know, while they're single that will have a positive influence when they marry. And it does influence marriage because one of the things that Sean and I have been kind of wrestling with is that I was so excited. I bought this trendy pair of jeans and I was so proud of myself. I was wearing around the house with confidence, like, oh, I'm such a trendy older woman. And one day, Sean just smiled at me and he goes, babe, I got to be honest, those just don't look good on you. Why don't you just wear your old ones? And I'm like, well, babe, the old ones aren't in style anymore. And it just, it's interesting. I mean, just because the culture says this is what you should wear, it doesn't mean that you know, your husband, your future husband is going to, you're going to look in it, you know, not all <laughs> trends are for every body shape, <laughs> and I appreciate his honesty. And so if, if you see me wearing maybe not trendy jeans, that's why. <laughs> Ali, thanks so much for sharing with us what it looks like to be women who pursue beauty according to what God has to say from the Bible. And I know I personally was really challenged by um, a lot of the things that you were sharing. Are we pursuing beauty that's fading or lasting? Are we pursuing a beauty that draws attention to ourselves or to God? So thanks for even taking the time to help us to learn um, what it looks like to pursue beauty that actually makes us look and feel beautiful. And thanks for showing us how to find our true beauty and contentment, security, and identity, and the one thing that never fades, which is God. That was a big thank you. I don't know if I deserved all of that, but thank you guys for having me. And it was fun to talk about all these things. Well, I always enjoy hanging out with you guys. So it's just kind of fun that we have a little mic in front of us and other people can hear our conversation, but you guys have been awesome. Jenna, thank you for helping me be a guest host while Adrian is on maternity leave and Leah is planning wedding stuff. So thank you for stepping in. 
And to our listeners, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We hope you will join us again next time because we still have a lot to talk about. <music>